I'll tell you guys, uh, my favorite part of fall is uh, football season returns um, every year, and I'm glad that uh, it is happening um, this year uh, because it is one of my favorite things <laughs> in the whole world to watch. Uh, but guys, tonight we are continuing uh, our series on DNA. So if you guys have not been with us over the past few weeks, um, we've been looking at a few different values that whenever we combine all these values together and we put them together, uh, I believe this is what God has called us to so that we can have the very best community that we could possibly have, that we could have the deepest friendships uh, that we have ever experienced. And I really believe that's God's desire for you, to have the best community group, the best um, friendships that you could possibly have because God created those things. So uh, we want to learn these values, not in such a way that we uh, just hear some teachings on them, we just hear some sermons about them, we think, oh, that's good. But we want to we learn them in such a way that we live them and we begin to apply them to our lives. We begin to take them seriously so that we uh, can experience and grow in these things. So um, I learned these, uh, you know, from a book called uh, Together, um, uh, which a, a church out in Dallas, Texas called Watermark put out. I told you guys that before, but if you hadn't been with us, I just want to remind you uh, of that. So let's just review really quick where we've been uh, over the, fa- the past couple weeks. If you guys remember the first Tuesday we came back, uh, we talked about how our vision for this season um, is hospitality. We want to practice hospitality with one another, with those who are coming in. We want to try to love everybody the way that God loves us by inviting them in. We talked about how we want to share meals together, uh, and we talked all about that. And then we went into talking about um, our values. So the first thing we talked about is devoting daily through Scripture and prayer. That's how we want to begin to know God as individuals. Uh, so the first value was something that was individual, and it was pursuing God through Scripture and prayer. And we talked about pursuing each other relationally last week and what that looks like and how you can pursue each other relationally through praying for each other, for caring for each other, through sharing meals together, through all of those things. So uh, tonight we're going to talk about something called counsel biblically. Uh, and that's going to be our third value uh, of the six that we're going to talk about in this series. So counsel biblically, because I think some of us in here over the past two weeks have kind of thought, okay, like David, what you're saying is great, but I've been in a small group before. I've been in a Bible study group before, and it's kind of what you're saying is a little bit idealistic because people have problems and I have problems. And when we come together and our problems come together, it becomes a problem supernova. Uh, and I just, you know, I just don't have time to deal with that, and I don't have the energy uh, to deal with that. Because can we just all agree that life is really hard? Life is very hard. And the reality is that following Jesus, Jesus doesn't promise that just by believing in him, just by following him, that life is going to get easier per se. But what, ju- what Jesus does promise us, he says, hey, I can give you the tools, I can give you the equipment, I can give you what you need in order to overcome the things that life throws at you, that when we do life together, we do life better. Uh, So what we're going to be talking about tonight is when those moments in life come, when things are really hard, and you get to the point where you're like, I have got to ask somebody else for help. I have to ask somebody else for advice. When you are either asking that or you're on the receiving end, what we must do is we must resist the urge to give advice that's not based on God's word. Now, if you think about it this way, I think that'll help us give some clarity um, to kind of what I'm talking about. If you got sick one day, uh, like really sick, you know, like when you get the kind of sick where you're like, okay, I, I need to go see somebody. I need to go to a doctor. I need to go to the hospital or something like that. When you get sick, 
Would you rather go see someone who's like a board-certified physician, they have a medical degree, they got several years like working in their practice, got a lot of experience underneath their belt, or would you rather go see somebody who's like read a lot of blogs on medicine, they've seen like every episode of Grey's Anatomy and House, like they may have even kind of written a few like reviews of those TV shows, like they might comment regularly on WebMD. Uh, which one of those people would you rather go see about what is going on inside your body? Well, I think the answer is, is pretty obvious. And, and while that may seem silly, that may seem like it's sort of a frivolous example, uh, we do the same thing. When we offer advice that is not rooted in God's word, we offer an uninformed advice. So what we have to do, what we must do, what we must do is just like doctors have to study and train to offer medical advice to other people, so we must study and we must train so that we can offer informed advice rooted out of biblical principles and a knowledge of Scripture. Because here's the reality, guys. Is the effectiveness of your group, the quality of your friendships, the depth of the friendships that you can experience is directly correlated to how biblically literate your group is, to how biblically literate your friends are. It's directly related. So before we go any further into this, I just want us to pray really quick, and we're going to ask God, who inspired the writing of the text, to help us. God, thank you so much uh, for this time, God. And we believe that your word, as we're going to study tonight, God, is sharper than any two-edged sword. God, that when we approach your scriptures, when we approach your word, God, that we open ourselves up to hearing from you, to hearing from the one who created us, God, the one who came here for us, the one who died in our place, God, the one who desires relationship for us. So God, I pray tonight as we open this, Lord, I pray that you'll speak into our lives, God. I pray that we will leave here knowing, God, how we can better love and serve those who are around us, how we can better love and serve those who are in our groups, how we can better love and serve our friends, our co-workers, our family members, whoever it might be. God, I pray tonight, uh, God, that we will hear from you, that we will not hear from David. God, we need to hear from you, Lord. I pray that I will step out of the way and that you will step in. We ask this in the power of Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys, so just a quick preview of where we're going tonight. I think there's three ways uh, that we are able to do this. And the first one uh, is we're just going to talk about what it means to offer biblical counsel to somebody, what it means to offer uh, advice based on God's word. Uh, have you ever talked to somebody before uh, and they said something like, man, the Lord spoke this uh, in my life, or I heard God say this, or I feel like God said this to me, and you're like, okay, so was that like an audible voice? Was it like a loud voice? Was it like a soft, still whisper? Was it more just a confident feeling? Like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, you heard God speak to me, and, and I, I don't know the answers to say when people say that uh, to me sometimes, but I do know this, is every time that I open up God's word and I read it out loud, I'm hearing God speak to me. Because God speaks to us, I believe, every single time that we read and we open his word, uh, whether you know it or not, but we have to realize um, that God's word, it's authoritative and it's effective for speaking into our lives. So coming on screen, uh, we've got our first scripture for tonight. So if you have a copy of God's word, you can flip over to Hebrews uh, chapter 4, 
verse 12. And we're going to be kind of going through a couple different texts uh, tonight, just looking at some very short uh, blurbs for what we're learning tonight, but I think it's still very important nonetheless. So we're offering biblical counsel, and we want to hear God speak. Here is how we can do it. So Hebrews 4, verse 12 says this, For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword. Cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow, it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. So I don't know about you guys, but whenever I read this and I see sharper than two, any two-edged sword, immediately my brain goes to like the movie Braveheart, you know, where Mel Gibson is running around with like this massive long sword just hacking dudes up. Okay, so that's not necessarily what Paul had in mind when he was writing this, um, or the author of Hebrews had in mind when he was writing this, I should say. Uh, when it's talking about the sharpest two-edged sword, it's actually talking more about a kind of like longer, slender-type blade. And it's, for us, it's kind of more something like a surgical knife, if you think about it like that. It's made for precision. It's made for accuracy. And just like the surgical knife has the ability to come in and to cut away things that are harmful inside of our bodies but not destroy the whole person, so does God's Word have the ability to come in and remove unhealthy parts of our lives without destroying our whole being. Now listen, the surgical knife is only as good as the surgeon that is holding on to it. It's only as good as the person who's using it, and that is where you guys come in, is we have to train and we have to prepare ourselves to offer biblical counsel to offer biblically-based advice to our friends. We have to train and prepare just like our surgeon would train and prepare. Now, probably 50% of you in here, like the alarm just went off in your mind because you're like, whoa, 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 I'm not a counselor. I do not know enough about the Bible. I am not about to do that. Like every time I open the Bible, I get so confused. Like how can I begin to offer people advice based on that? And here's the thing is first of all, God promises the Holy Spirit is here to help us and aid us. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of any person who believes and follows Jesus. And I'm just saying, if the Holy Spirit is good enough to literally raise Jesus from the dead after being dead for three days, I'm pretty sure he can help you understand some fuzzy parts of Scripture. All right, so that's the first thing. And the second thing is, it's 110% okay when someone asks you, like, for advice— and you don't really know what to say, or someone's like, hey, I was reading this uh, in my Bible today, and it was really confusing. Can you help me understand it? It is 110% okay to say, I don't know. It is okay to say, I don't know. But don't let it just stop there. Just be like, I, Don't be like, I don't know, you know, just figure it out on your own, or I don't know what the answer to that is, and just move on. No, you can say, I don't know, and say, you know what? Let me see if I can find out. Can, can I get back to you in a week? Can I get back to you in a few days to try to figure it out? Because listen, guys, in 2020, there are so many resources that are free and that are available and that are on demand that you can access at literally any point in time that are available for you. So as we're thinking about offering biblical counsel to others, if one of those drawbacks for you is like, hey, I, I don't know if I want to do that. Like, that feels intimidating to me because I don't feel like I know enough. Like, Be encouraged. There are so many ways that you can learn. Like, this is one of the reasons why we do the LYA podcast for you guys. It is an on-demand digital discipleship tool for you to access at any point. And that's the, the main reason that we do that is a resource for you guys to take new and deeper steps with Jesus. 
That's why we created that. Uh, if you've ever opened your Bible and you're like, man, that story was way confusing. Or that verse was way confusing. What the heck is going on with that? Man, join the club. Like, that happens to me all the time. You know what I'm saying? And there are some challenging uh, stuff in there. But there is this website that is incredible. Uh, it is called thebibleproject.com. And I swear, I talk about it, I think, more than anything else in my entire life right now. It is like my favorite hobby in the whole world to go on there and watch videos. But they make um, these incredible videos that just give you like short four to five minute uh, overviews of books of the Bible. They have a video for every single book of the Bible, and they're really, really well done. They're very well animated, um, and they just give you these, these big summaries of what each book is about. But more than that, they have other videos on there that show you the major themes that are going on that help you understand difficult things when it comes to understanding God and what uh, heaven and earth is all about and what the church is here to do. There are so many resources on this website, guys. I cannot say enough stuff about it. In fact, if you go home and you don't do anything else for the rest of the week but watch videos on this website, you will have a better week than like 90% of the people who live on the peninsula. I'm telling you, it is that good. You guys get what I'm saying? Go on the website. Like we should probably just end right now and you guys should just all leave and go get on it. But that is a great, fantastic thing. I was on it today because uh, I just finished up reading Luke and my, de my uh, devotions. And Luke 24, if you guys haven't read it in a while, is a, a little bit confusing. So I was like, I'm going to go on and watch and see uh, what's going on in this passage. It is fantastic and is for everyone to use. Bibleproject.com. Um, guys, study Bibles. Those are also another incredible tool. I think that every uh, believer should have study Bibles. There's lots of really good ones um, out there. And then finally, like you can always ask pastors. Like That's kind of what we're here for. You know, there's like no sweeter question than when someone's like, hey, I'm trying to understand how God works in this situation, or I'm reading this in my Bible, I just don't understand it, can you help me? There's nothing more that I enjoy more than having those conversations with people, and I'm sure that every other pastor and person on staff here would share those same sentiments uh, with me. So, uh, um, and the thing is, is I would say, if you're like new to the Bible and you're like, okay, like I hear what you, you're saying, but I'm still kind of new to following this Jesus thing, or, you know, I haven't really read the Bible in a while, like, listen, nine times out of ten, someone's going to ask you a question about Scripture and you're probably going to know basically where to go with it. But the one time out of ten, you might have to say, I don't know, I need to go back and study. But nine times out of ten, if you've ever read a, a book like Ephesians or a book like 1 Peter in the New Testament, they're only five or six chapters long. It'll take you probably 15 to 20 minutes to read the whole thing cover to cover. Uh, you can get the general idea of kind of who Jesus is and what he is out to do uh, in the world and where you come into that picture. So if you haven't read scripture in a while or if you're new to it, that is a great, fantastic place uh, to start. And some of you guys right now are like, man, David, okay, like, hear what you're saying. And I've been down this road before, and I've tried to offer some advice to people before, and honestly, what happened is they got really angry, and they got really upset. And like, they don't want to talk to me anymore. So now when people kind of ask me about stuff, like, I'm kind of passive about it. Like, I don't really know what to say. Like, I don't know what to do because I don't want that to happen again. And like, when we look at this verse, guys, that last part of that verse, it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Think about that for a second. When we read God's word, when we come face to face with our creator, it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. And the reality is, is when those things are exposed, like our innermost desires are not always good. They're not always good. And we feel very, 
very defensive about them. Which leads us to our second thing we're going to talk about, is how to receive biblical counsel. So number two, how to receive biblical counsel, if you're taking notes tonight. Like guys, you might offer some biblical advice or biblical counsel to someone, and they might get mad. They might swing on you. Man, they might call you some names. They might call you some four-letter words. But listen, as believers, we do not judge obedience based on the outcome. We judge our obedience based on whether or not we did what God called us to do, guys. But what we must do, what we must do, if you find yourself on the receiving end of receiving biblical advice or counsel, is we have to humble ourselves. You've got to humble yourselves to receive biblical counsel. Look what it says, 1 Peter 5, 5, uh, coming on screen for us right here. This is the second latter part of the verse, but the latter part of the verse here says, And all of you dress yourselves in humility as you relate to one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So Peter's saying, hey, as you're talking, as you're doing life, as you're asking for advice, you're having conversations with people, man, dress yourselves in humility. Put humility on like you would your clothes every single day. Uh, You guys know what looks good on everyone is humility. I've yet to meet the person. I've never heard anyone say before, man, I cannot stand how humble that guy is. It just gets on my nerves. I've never heard anyone say that, guys. But more than that, if we're not humble enough to accept counsel, we are cutting ourselves off from being able to grow. If you're not willing to accept advice from other people, that are following God, then you're cutting yourselves off from being able to grow. Because I really believe that God does want to speak to you. I think God wants to speak into your life. I don't think that he wants to withhold or keep anything away from you. But a lot of times God speaks to us through his church. He speaks to us whenever we are in our groups and we're sitting there like, hey, I have this difficult thing going on in my life. Will you guys help me pray through this? Will you guys pray with me? What do you guys think that I should do? And I think that God works with us in the process because he wants to form us in the process of us trying to work through these issues and things together, guys. But I'm telling you, that's going to require a lot of humility. It's going to require a lot of humility, but it's going to be so worth it. So worth it. Some of you, like, you know, when people ask for advice, you might feel like a little bit nervous to speak about the topic or whatever it is, because it's something that, if you're honest, you're like, man, I've really sucked it up right there in life. Like, I've failed at that before, and like, here's the thing, is, is you should share anyway. Like, man, share how you failed, but most importantly, share what you've been growing in. Share what you've learned from it. Share what you're doing, because what that's going to do is it's going to help you continue to get the plank out of your eye, and it's going to encourage them to get the speck out of theirs. It's going to encourage them that they, they can continue to go for I'm telling you guys, I've seen so many people, so many people, train wreck their life. I've seen so many people at our altars on Sunday, at our offices throughout the week, on the phone with people who are just at the end of themselves, crying, broken down. They're like, my life is destroyed. I have messed it up so bad. And I just think, man, so many times, almost 100% of the time, it all could have been avoided if they just would have humbled themselves and listened to some advice. 
Guys, nobody plans to destroy their lives. Nobody plans to wreck their life, yet it happens, does it not? That's why we have to listen. That's why we have to open ourselves up before it can snowball out of control, which leads us to the third thing. Third thing for tonight is to be doers, not just hearers. So whether we're offering advice, whether we're the ones receiving advice, we have to be doers, not just hearers. What does that mean? James 1.22 says this. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. Love the book of James. It's straight to the point. (laughs) There's not a lot of confusion uh, in there. Don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. We have to do what it says. It's not enough to just hear God's word. It's only effective whenever we actualize it in our lives by changing. Whether it's changing our mindsets about other people, we maybe have to change the way that we think about other people, the way that we view certain groups of people. Maybe we have to change that back to what God desires, which is, hey, every single person, regardless of who they are or what they've done or their socioeconomic status or their ethnicity or their political affiliation or whatever it is, that person is made in the image of God. They reflect God's image and God has called me to love them. And I don't get to decide how I'm going to love that person. I'm going to do it the way that God has called me to love that person. Maybe you have to change your mindset about people. Maybe you have to change your behaviors or your day-to-day routine because you know if you continue to stay in the same rut, you're going to get the same results. The systems of your life are designed to give you the results that you're getting. So if you keep putting the same inputs, you're going to keep getting the same outputs. Maybe you have to re-examine that after you approach God's Word and say, hey, i got to change the inputs or I'm going to keep getting the exact same results. Guys, it's not enough just to hear God's word and have it not change your life. When you hear God's word, it must change you. It has to change the way you treat other people. It has to change the way that maybe you're treating yourself. It has to change all of that. I love, uh, you know, the Israelites in the Old Testament, they prayed this prayer uh, almost every single day. It's called the Shema. Uh, And if you want to learn more about that, you can check out Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 and 5. It's not very long, but they would pray this prayer um, every single day. And and they called it the Shema, and I love this word. uh, Because the word Shema in Hebrew, it means listen. It means to listen. So they would pray this prayer every day called listen. Uh, But it means more than just listen. It means to listen and obey. It means both of those things at the same time. Like, you can talk to someone and they can hear you, but they're not really like listening to you. You know what I'm saying? Like someone's actually listening to you when they're taking in what you're saying. And that's what the word Shema means. It means to listen in such a way that it changes your life. That is what God is inviting you into. So listen, the next time you're having a conversation with someone in your group, uh, the next time you're trying to offer someone some advice and things are getting a little spicy and you're like, hey, you're being kind of dismissive to me right now, or you're like, hey, I can tell you're not really listening to them, I want you to look at that person and just yell, Shema! Trust me, 60% of the time it works every single time because you're like, hey, listen to what I'm saying, not just the words causing your eardrums to vibrate. Like, I want you to listen and to obey what I'm doing, guys. That is what we need uh, to do. Um, just like medical advice is only as good as if you take it. If your doctor tells you uh, that you need to change this in your life and you need to cut this out of your life and you need to start doing this, that stuff only works is if you actually start doing it. Uh, and the same is true for our biblical counsel.
So here's what I want us to do now, guys. If you guys would all join me, we're just going to pray for a few minutes uh, that we might become humble stewards of this. So right now, whether you're watching with us online or whether you're in uh, here, uh, would you guys just spend just, just a minute just praying, just talking to God, and just saying, Lord, I, I, I want to learn more about your word. And I want to I grow in knowing you through reading it. Now would you just pray, Lord, Lord, we want, I want to love those who are around me better with what you're teaching me through reading your word. I, I want to love those around me better. I want to love those around me the way that you love them. Lord, I want to, I want to represent you in the way that I love other people. Finally, would you just pray, Lord, I, I, I want to be a, a doer, not just a hearer. Lord, I want to be transformed through knowing your truth, God, and through living that truth. Maybe if you're in here right now, and right now you're like, I, I've got to change. I've got to change some of those inputs in my life because I'm going to get the same result. Would you just pray and just say, God, can you show me what I need to do? Can you show me what I need to change? Can you show me how I can be better? Lord, we're here because, God, we know that you came so that we might have life and that we might have life in full. God, that you came that we might have joy and we might have joy in abundance. God, you showed us, God, the true way uh, to be human. God, the true way to love others. God, the true way to love you, God. And, and when we do those things, Lord, when we actualize those things in our life, God, we believe that we are living the life that you have purposed for us. God, that's what we want to do. We know that, God, satisfaction and identity, purpose is found in those things. It's not found anywhere else, God. And we know that, Lord, this is a part of that. God, your word says, God, to pity anyone who falls down and not have anyone there to help them up. Lord, we've all fallen down before. And we know how hard it is to get up. And we know how much better and more restorative and more life-giving it is when someone helps us up. 
And God, that's what we want to be to other people. Is we want to help those who have fallen get up. God, we know that we cannot do that apart from you, and we cannot do that apart from knowing your word. So God, that's the desire of our heart. God, would you help us learn to do that? Would you help us to give advice and not shrink back from your word, whether we're talking to our friends, God, or we're in our group time? Would you help us be able to do that? God, we just love you so much. God, and we are dedicated to you. And Lord, we're here to see, God, your kingdom uh, here as it is in heaven. And we ask this in the power of Jesus' name. Amen.